Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hey there, Lisa Pizik here, and welcome to the next episode of the Lisa Pizik Show. And in this episode, I want to save you time, energy, just oh, that moment when you get to the top of the mountain and you put in all this work and you realize that you ran yourself up the wrong mountain. That is what I want to make sure does not happen for you because I'm about six years now in business, officially, officially, unofficially. It's been longer than that. And I wish I knew this when I started. I wish that I asked the right questions before I said yes to something in my business. And that's what I want to go over with you today. Two simple questions that you need to ask yourself before you say yes to building something, being a part of something, signing on for something. And I know it sounds so simplistic to say two questions, but I don't know about you, simple is what I need in my life. Simple, I need it to be simple so that the clarity of a yes or a no is there for me. A lot of emotions come into play when you're making business decisions, a lot of limiting beliefs, and fear of missing out comes into play when you're making investments in yourself or your business. So I want to go back to these two questions. Now, you've probably heard, and this is new to me, about the masculine and feminine side of our life, the masculine and feminine side of our business. And I never really quite thought to look at business that way. I am very as a nurse by trade, an ICU nurse, I am very systematic, step-by-step, critical thinking, problem solving. I am very much a system-focused person. I teach that way. I operate that way. I would be lost without my planner and my systems. And that's very, quote-unquote, masculine in your business. The feminine side is that soulful alignment, that heart-centeredness, which I have, but I will admit that when making decisions, I usually always look at it, or used to always look at it, from a masculine perspective. And when you look a little bit more into masculine, feminine energies, they describe it like the yin and yang, which we all know what that is. We're getting that picture right now, that black and white circle and swirl. And we know what the yin and yang is. It must, the yin and the yang is the balance that must coexist to keep you on that right path. And that's exactly what we need in business. So the first question that I want you to ask yourself is what kind of intention do I want to bring to this decision or this project? This was a question that was posed to me by her name is Kate Butler and I'm doing a projected best-selling book with her and that was the first question that she asked us to kind of work through. 
So I'm, I got to give credit where credit's due. I didn't make up this question, but it had such a profound impact when I'm thinking about, oh my God, I'm going into this book. I'm writing this chapter. It's going to be a bestseller. It's going to be marketed. It's going to be out there. It's going to be legacy. What do I want to, to receive out of this? Because I'm giving my time and my energy and pulling at my heartstrings and going deep and being vulnerable. And it's going to take a lot for me to share my story and be in this book. So what, you know, you get what you give. I'm given. Now, what do I want to get in return for that? And that's a very sometimes backwards question that not many people are posing to business owners these days because you'll hear things like selling is serving, which it is. You should always lead with the customer first, which you should. It's not about you, it's about them, which is true. But if you never bring that clear intention into the starting of a project, you're not going to get the outcome that you want. And that's that yin and yang. Yes, you want to give to other people, but of course you want something in return, whether that's impact, income. And I'm always of the mindset of speak the truth. What do you want? You want 10K in your bank account? Say that. You want 20K? Say that. You want 100K? Say that. You want to get into the speaker scene and talk on big stages? Say that. You want to go speak at your child's school and make a difference right in your community? Speak that with no judgment. Tell the universe what you want and doors will start to open for you. I never planned to be a part of this best-selling book. This was not on my radar this year. And a few months ago, I was actually approached by another company that is producing a projected bestseller. And I said yes to that. So I was like, I'm good. Like I got my company I'm working with. I got my, I'm going to get my bestseller status, which is great authority building. Um, I don't really care so much about the status. I care so much about when you want to be a speaker and you want to get on bigger stages, the more kind of behind the scenes stuff that you can show to say, I've done some stuff in my life. Here, here it is. I'm a bestseller, the better off that you are. So it's not so much about the title. It's about what does that title help you do? And that was why I wanted to be a bestseller. And I was manifesting and writing on my dream board at the end of last year and in January that I was going to write my own book and hope to be a bestseller and work with someone to help me do that. And I was writing it and writing it and writing it and writing it every single day. And this first company contacted me. And then I was able through another coach and friend and peer to get in contact with Kate with her book. And it's like, now I'm going to have two bestsellers this year, which to me is incredibly exciting. And I believe I'm going to share two different stories in these books. So it's just more legacy. And a very cool part of this process is copywriting your story. And you want to think about doing that whenever it's your intellectual property and it's going to be something big and somebody else is publishing it. So you're not self-publishing it when it comes to a book and those sorts of things. That's why you trademark certain parts of your business or in the writing world, you copyright your work. And there's a piece of the copyright process where you get to say like a beneficiary. And I know we do that on like life insurance and you know, all the things you don't want to have in your life, but you need to have in your life. You know, all the things you don't want to talk about when I die, 
where are my assets going to go to, but it's necessary. And at first I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's Eric. That's my husband. He's the beneficiary of like everything. And then I was like, no, wait a second. No, no, no. Like we're croaking at the same time, hopefully, you know, side by side in bed, like the notebook, hand in hand, the movie, the notebook, if you've seen that. We are side by side dying in our sleep together when we're 117. That's what's going to happen. So I really kind of started to think about that. And I was like, no, Oliver, our five-year-old, that's who I want this story to be released to because my words and my legacy is going to be carried on through him. When our great, 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 great grandparents or grandkids are, we're going to be the grandparents. When our great, 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 great grandkids want to know about the stories and the history and who their grandma was, Oliver's going to be able to access that story. And that to me was so powerful. So I thought about what are my intentions behind going in this bestseller? And is there, is it the right move for me? Because I was like, this was not, like I said, this was not on the plan. I'm so big on blocking time and knowing what projects I'm working on and what corner and knowing what I'm building and we're building a continuity program and I'm already in this other bestseller and I'm doing this other speaking opportunity. This was not in the cards. So I really had to think about that. And I was like, my intention is that I want to reach and serve more people in a written kind of space. Because when I look at the three buckets of my business, speaking, writing, and the business strategy and done for you services and the digital and the tech build and the content build, the author side is the one that I haven't really been maximizing, which is why I wanted to have a bestseller this year. I wanted to write my own book where it's pretty cool that now I get to just put chapters. So it's a bite of that dream, but who knows what doors are going to open. So it was beefing up that author side, being able to reach more people and go deeper in that bucket in my business. And holy, was it legacy? Like that really, really hit me that it was legacy. And the internet could blow up and videos could get lost and websites could be taken down. But with writing, a copy of this goes into the library and it's, it's there. It's, it's always, I'm going to have copies of it. Like it's always there for them to access the people after I pass on. So that first question is, you know, what is your intention? Know that. And if that aligns with the goals that you have in your business, in your life, well, then it's a no brainer. That supersedes any bit of, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. You will figure all that out when your intentions are clear. So that's the first question. And then the second question that I want you to ask, I have a few, but I want to keep this simple. The second question I want you to ask is, how do you want the user to feel after they experience working with you, buying your product, reading your book, taking your course, doing a one-to-one program with you, doing a group coaching program with you, using whatever product it is that you sell or that you have. How do you want them to feel? I did not do a good job of writing copy and content for my products and services and programs with that question in mind. Again, the very masculine analytical, this is what you're going to receive. This is what it's going to look like. Because it is known that when people don't understand what it is that they're getting, they won't buy it. 
you've heard that. I know I'm not the first person to say that you've heard the confused mind says no. So if you're trying to sell a product or service or a book or something and they're like, what is it? And how do I use it? And what do I do? And how much time do I need? And what's all involved? And I don't know if it's not very clear. So my very masculine brain is like, get the specs and get the details and get the deliverables and explain all of that with information. But information is not what drives people to buy. Like 3%, they say, of the population wakes up with a thought in mind going, I need a new freaking vacuum today. We just bought a new vacuum, by the way. That's why that's top of my brain. Like ours is like on the kaput, right? Or we just got a new toilet. And something so simple. Our five-year-old thinks that's hilarious when we say we have to go toilet shopping. Um, oh, five-year-old boys. And we had a new washer and dryer that we got the last like six months because it was on the fritz. That's different when you wake up and go, okay, my toilet is broken. I need to go buy a new one. 3% of the population do that. The other 97% are moved by emotion. They see something. They read something. They think feel something and they go, I want that. Or I feel that pain and I don't want this pain anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to not be able to articulate my story. I don't want to live in a home I don't love. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to have a dog that doesn't listen. I don't want to feel like a crappy parent. I don't want to be on the verge of divorce. I want more love in my life. I want more money in my life. Like whatever it is, it's the feeling and that emotion that makes them go, A, I don't want to feel this way anymore, or B, I want to feel the way that person, Lisa, I see what she's saying. I want to feel the way she feels, so I'm going to buy that product, program, service. So how do you want your user to feel and speak to that? doesn't matter whether it's pain point selling or aspirational selling, meaning how much longer are you going to look at those jeans in the back of your closet that you can't fit into and you love them, but you got too much bloat and inflammation going on, you can't wear it, pain point selling or aspirational selling. Could you imagine if you go bikini shopping or bathing suit shopping this summer and every single thing fits and now you got to decide Are you going to buy it all or are you going to buy one or two? Because you've never been in that position. You used to go shopping and think, I hope one thing fits. I hope one thing looks good. Now you're going shopping and everything fits and everything looks good and you can pick and choose what you want because you've done the work. You've taken care of yourself. So pain point or aspirational selling, it's really more your preference. I'm a more aspirational seller than a pain point seller. But both work. But how do you want people to feel? Do you want people to feel amazing and proud of the body that they're in? Or do you want people to feel that, oh my God, I don't want to regret this summer not getting in a single picture with my kids because I don't like the way I look. Either one works. But that feeling is what we want to evoke. Because feeling is what inspires people to move, to buy to follow and then when they are ready that last post that last sales video that last message breaks open that dam it's like the little cracks right everybody's dam breaks open at a different time but you're the one they go to because you've been putting out good content and you know your intention and you know how you want to make them feel so those were two questions that just kind of like 
just like blew up my brain this last week thanks to Kate and the training that I've been doing with her. And that's, I think, you know, where I want to kind of wrap this up and just leave you with this thought that so many times we look at money and we're like, I don't have the however much it costs to pay that mentor, buy that course, go into that project. I don't have that money to invest in my business. Rarely do you. Like, I don't know... Some Again, some people do, but I'm pretty sure the audience and you guys are like us, Eric and I, and the audience we're speaking to, you maybe have like a little pot of money you got saved, right? For like investing back in your business, but you don't got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 K just like sitting around your bank account going, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do with this 10 K today. I wonder where I'm going to invest this 30 K. You really think about the money and you will find every reason to take yourself out of it. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing renovations. We're going on vacation in the summer. I got to get a new roof on my house. Um, you know, there's just, there's all these reasons why you will look at the dollar and cents and go yes or no. But again, back to those intentions, it's so much bigger than that. And I do have to say, Eric is, even though he's very masculine, the kind of feminine side of him, the yin and yang, he'll always say, babe, it's just money. Money comes and goes. Money can be generated. Money can be spent. Money can be generated. At any rate, we want that to happen. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, thank you for that perspective shift. So really look at what are you gaining out of saying yes? And what will other people around you gain out of saying yes? And are you willing to take a chance because I know in yoga, because I'm getting into yoga now, they talk about that beautiful space that happens between the in-breath, the inhalation, and the exhalation. It's like that pause or that space. And so many people are unwilling to hang out in that space. And that's where I want you to stay a little bit before you go, yep, have the money. Nope, don't have the money. Yes, no. I want you to kind of ask that, those questions. What are my intentions and what do I want people to feel in that pause, in that space, and see what comes up for you. Because sometimes it isn't about the dollars and cents. It's about going for it and taking a chance and not knowing what beautiful doors will open for you when you finally start to take some action on what you want in your life. Now, disclaimer, I'm not saying go and put yourself in 50K, 100K, 10K, 5K worth of debt if you can't manage that. You do need to be smart about your decisions. But again, it's that yin and yang, right? What is a good, a good risk, a good chance that you can take, right? That's what I want you to think about. So hopefully that podcast served you. If you're stuck, if you're like, I don't know what the next step is for me. I'm already successful. I already got ideas. I already got plans. But I know that there is something bigger out there for me. I want you to get on a call with Eric and I. 15 minutes. That's it. That's all you get. But we're going to be able to unlock another revenue stream for you, another strategy for you, another way that you can view what you're doing if it's working, if it's not. The answers are already there. And if you're not able to uncover that yourself and you're losing time and money, that's where you need to take us up on a 15-minute discovery call. 
15 minutes could change the trajectory of the next six, eight months of your business and your life. So you head to www.lisapizik.com and that's where you'll find the application to book in for a discovery call with Eric and I. I hope I see you there. Thanks for tuning in to the Lisa Pizik Show and I'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Lisa Pizik Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.